Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. This is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right. Welcome back to Into the Fray. Today's show has been the most difficult I've ever put together. If I sound like I'm lacking a bit in energy on this one, it's because prepping this sapped it from me. Each stage of this story is vitally important, and they build on each other, so I'm not going to overview it. I'm just going to start with what's happening in schools and in school board meetings, and then I'm going to let the rest of the story build from there. I have to insert a warning here. The subject matter is rather graphic and explicit. This is something you need to hear. It's not something your kids need to hear, which is the very point the parents in the clips I've prepared were trying to make. I'm also going to warn you that if you're a decent human being, today's show might be difficult to listen to. This is emotionally taxing stuff, but you need to hear it. There's no hiding from it now. I'll provide links in the description of each of the clips, so if you want to go back and see them in their entirety, you'll be able to get it there. There's really no appropriate segue for this. I'm just going to play it. You need to understand that these clips come from all over the country. These aren't isolated. This isn't just California. They're from all over. After seeing a September 9th school board meeting in Texas on pornography in the schools, I decided to check the titles at my child's school, Fairfax High School. The books were available, and we checked them out. Both of these books include pedophilia, sex between men and boys. Both books describe different acts. One book describes a fourth grade boy performing oral sex on an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy. The illustrations include fellatio, sex toys, masturbation, and violent nudity. Pedophilia here. From the author, Maya Kobabe, quote, I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I am going to give you the blowjob of your life, and then I want you inside me, end quote. From the author, Jonathan Evison, what if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I sucked Doug Goebel's dick, the real estate guy, and he sucked mine too. An 11-year-old can walk into or get on their iPad or even walk into a library, check out a book called Later Gator. Imagine your 11-year-old child or grandchild reading this. I like to put on a show, so not only do you have to be hung, talented, long-lasting, multiple-comer, but you have to be okay effing a sex sexy 18-year-old front. Do you, do, you, do you think you have to... People, Wait, this people don't is have a in choice. our schools. Our our kids are reading this, and you're going to tell me I can't read it to you because it's inappropriate? 
It's a, about a girl that's 14 with a guy that's about her father's age. Um, oh. But Luke tighten, tightened his grips on my wrists and started mummering how long he's waited, how long he's waited to touch me like this, and how his kissing, how, about how the kissing's been lovely, the kissing's been brilliant, but a man needs more, more than kissing. And I'll go mad, I'll start raving mad if I don't take things to the next level. Then suddenly he reaches down to free his hand, and with one smooth motion, he uns unzips his fly. Luke lets out an awful groan, and sh I shrink away from him, pulling my knees up to my chest. He rakes his fingers through his hair. I don't get it, he says. I thought you cared about me. I thought I thought you wanted me to make you feel good. I thought you, you were a woman, but maybe you're still just a kid. I try to push his hands away, but suddenly my panties are around my ankles, and I'm struggling to sit up but he's easing down onto me, putting me under the crushing weight of his body. Tugging his jeans to everything's happening, and everything's happening way too fast, and his, now his cold hands are on my knees trying to spread my legs apart, but I'm clamping them together, clawing at his fingers, trying to pry them off me, and all while kissing my neck and mummering. This is not appropriate for kids in school. This should not be something. This is something that a parent should have a conversation with their children with. Not something that should just be in school. I came home early from babysitting and see her coming out of some car in these tight-ass little shorts, talking fast, telling me she's about to leave me. I grab her by the neck and start punching her. She wanted to be all big and bad, trying to face me like a grown-ass woman. She going to get beat like a grown woman. She started screaming, cursing at me, and carrying on. I threw her in the closet for a couple of days. She kept on screaming begging to be let out, begging for water. Every time she made too much noise, I'd walk in and kick her. Jasper wasn't even my boyfriend, just this dude I did some hacking with once in a while. He was pretty basic library systems, low security <laughs> Not in my league at all, but he had a big <laughs> and sometimes a girl just needs a big <laughs> I tiptoed toward the door, peering through the window at the boy, his pants around his ankles squeezed between April's straddled legs as she lay on top of a teacher's desk. I gripped his arms and flipped him around, pushing him against the wall. His eyes widened, mouth dropping. Hey, what are you doing? He chuckled nervously. I took a deep breath before dropping on my shaky knees, the ground cold. Me and Monday, we did something. We did do something. He took a deep breath. She sucked my d I really didn't want it to happen. It just kind of did. Her top lip curled up. Wait a minute, is that what's really going on? She did your homework and you ate her Is that why you're crying? Because Monday's not around to do your homework no more. I kept dancing, lost in the music, until some boy pushed me up behind me, holding my hips, and I froze. Looking to Megan for help, she nodded and mouthed, It's okay. It's cool. This is what girls do at parties, I told myself, and kept dancing with the boy. I couldn't see the alcohol making my waist wind faster. I already heard a lot of the ladies from my group. They talked about f***ing. They talked about d***ing. They talked about Looking. By show of hands, does anyone up here want to talk about that stuff now? Not a single hand, because it's very uncomfortable and we're in a room full of adults. Nobody outside, nobody inside wants to talk about it because they're not acceptable topics. How did we get these un unacceptable topics? Well, one, 
you didn't follow your procurement policies when you bought $1.8 million worth of these trash books. If you had followed your procurement policies, then you would have done a curriculum review where I hope and pray that at least the majority of you would have said, no, we can't read this trash to our kids. Your own code of conduct says that this is sexual harassment. We know it because all of us would be fired from our day jobs if we said this crap at work. They say the contents of this book are inappropriate for their children, and now they're demanding reform and transparency from the school board. Write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. Rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you'd let your mom read. Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. Those are some of the writing prompts found inside this book. 642 things to write about. The students were told not to take the book home. Why? So their parents couldn't see it. A parent found that book in their child's backpack. Illinois legislatures passed a bill requiring that any school district teaching sex education must use the National Sex Education Standards, otherwise known as NSES. This is a sampling of NSES. This is K through 12, K through 2. This is kindergarten through second grade. Number one, they need to be able to identify different kinds of families. For example, nuclear, single parent, blended, intergenerational, cohabiting, adoptive, foster, same gender, interracial. Number two, they need to define gender, define gender identity, and define gender role stereotypes. Number three, they need to list medically accurate names for body parts, including the genitals, because their parents didn't do that when they were little. Grades three through five, they need to explain common human sexual development and the role of hormones, grades three through five. The role of hormones, for example, romantic and sexual feelings, masturbation, mood swings, and timing of pubertal onset. Number two, they need to describe the role hormones play in the physical, social, cognitive, and emotional changes during adolescence and the potential role of hormone blockers on young people who identify as transgender. Number, number three, they need to explain the differences between cisgender, transgender, gender non-binary, gender expansive, and gender identity, and explain that gender expression and gender identity exists among the spectrum. Number four, they need to differentiate between sexual orientation and gender identity. Grades six through eight, they need to define <laughs> vaginal, oral, and anal sex. I have pictures for you if anyone needs any further descriptions. Their failure to pass a resolution can only mean they agree with the sexualization of young children. Child pornography. Can you show them, please? Child pornography, adult pornography. You think it's fit to teach our children um, fisting, where you insert your fist in somebody's anus or vagina? You think body fluid and blood play. Some people enjoy any number of body fluids sexually ejaculate, vaginal fluids, menses, which is periods, urine, or blood. They may simply enjoy tasting, feeling, or smelling them during sexual activities. Maybe you guys want to do that, but not with our kids. You think it's funny? We don't think it's funny. We have a whole group of parents out here that say it's not funny. But the fact that you even decided to have these books and think it was okay for our kids, that's not okay. Bye. We reject the California time. 
This um, shows a picture of a man and a woman on top of each other, and it says, the man and the woman get so close to each other that the man's penis goes inside a woman's vagina. Why does my eight-year-old need to know that? She does not need to know that, especially from school. I can discuss things with my children when they're ready. And as I feel that as a parent, that is my right. Sex should be time. On chapter six of the framework, it went into BDSM. It goes into other topics like sex toys, body fluid, or blood play, and a whole slew of other topics. And this is not uh, something that encourages professionalism among our students. I would also say when Planned Parenthood came into my high school health class, they introduced themselves and they said, if you haven't had sex yet, you will while you're in high school. Um, I was school age in the 1960s. I thought God made a mistake. I thought I was supposed to be a boy. Under this framework, I would be encouraged to take hormones, which are known to cause infertility. I would not be able to be the mother of five wonderful children and four awesome grandchildren whom bring such joy to my life. Please listen to this verse. Time. My name is Linda. I'd like to address the framework, chapter four, grades four to to six, page 62, the topic of masturbation is introduced. This topic is not appropriate nor necessary to teach at school. Page 78, um, again, grades four through six, teaching children online resources to learn about gender transitioning. These are nine to 11 year olds. Chapter five, grades seven and eight. Page 33 talks about barrier method demonstration using condoms and dental dams, showing examples, and then students practice on a penis model. It discusses the uses of dental dams for anal or oral sex. This framework is indoctrinating and normalizing sexual behavior beginning in TK. You are sexualizing minors. The recommended books, which Thank you that they Time. are being removed. You guys keep mentioning how this is for everyone and that this is what all students need to hear, but I'm not understanding why, whether it be LGBT or any other um, group, would need to hear, <clears throat> excuse me, need to hear about masturbation. And I, I'm looking right here at a recommendation that Planned Parenthood made and you accepted, saying masturbation should be included in the curriculum to be addressed in a straightforward manner instead of waiting for the possibility of masturbation being brought up by a student. And so I'm, I'm asking you, why is this a healthy subject for you to bring up to a student? What makes this framework so wonderful that you need time? Hello, my name is America Figueroa. I'm a mother of five. Chapter one of the framework states, students will explore and discover their identities, gender expression, and sexuality throughout their education and into and beyond their high school years. I'm a Mexican immigrant and my culture holds strong moral and family values. We teach our children to only explore sexuality with their spouse. This framework claims to be inclusive, but in reality, it is exclusive to a small community and it, and it is inclusive to a small community and excludes those of us with, from cultures with strong values. Did you hear the callousness in the administrator's voices calling time? This material being intentionally pushed on children will corrupt them so young 
they won't even know what's happening to them. Human sexuality is a powerful drive. There's a reason we avoid awakening it before a person is mature enough to understand it and to begin to learn to control it. One of the disadvantages of an audio-only podcast is that you can't see the children's book illustrations in the school library books these parents are holding up. One of the advantages is you didn't have to visually see what those illustrated children were doing to themselves and to each other. This is an evil being perpetrated on children. Have you ever known someone with a sex addiction or a pornography addiction? This curriculum is designed to hook a generation of children before they're old enough to understand what it is they're doing. This is pedophilic grooming. You heard it for yourself. The perpetrators of these perversions are on school boards, in school administrations, and in the classrooms. It was teachers, directly interacting with children, who gave them the instructions to follow those sexually explicit writing prompts and not to take the book home for their parents to see. This is the kind of stuff you'd have heard listening to Alex Jones 10 years ago or reading some fringe conspiracy site. It's actually happening. Again, you heard it for yourself. Apparently, it's been happening. And these aren't accidents. It's not like somebody showed up one day and was like, whoa, whoa, uh, how'd that get in there? Curriculum goes through a procurement and approval process. There are a lot of people at a lot of levels involved. Teachers have to review what they're teaching, make lesson plans, and then actively teach this stuff. The mandated curriculum bullet points, like grade school mutual masturbation and bodily fluids play, had to be written by a person, and then approved by a separate group of people. As hard as it may be to wrap your head around, this is happening. And it's happening all over the country. These are not isolated. The days of blowing this kind of thing off because it's only happening somewhere else or to someone else, those days are over. What kills me is that most people's response to this kind of evil is to turn away and refuse to see it. As if, if they don't face it, somehow it's not actually happening. This evil, this naked exercise of power, callous to the voices of virtue and reason, will find us all where we live if it's allowed to continue. Do you hear the administrators? Do you hear their voices? Cold, callous, already determined to assert their power, undaunted, to drive forward a pedophilic curriculum that will destroy the children subjected to it. A generation of children. Those clips came from meetings around the country. I thought I'd find a couple of examples to play. I knew California had some serious problems, and I had a vague recollection I'd seen a clip from somewhere else. I had to stop searching because I was finding too much material. I can't reasonably fill hours of your day with clips. I actually don't know how much more of this is out there. I just had to stop. It was too much material, and I was so angry I was shaking. I had to take breaks and come back to it several times. It had to be done, but that was some of the darkest research I've ever had to do, and I've watched videos of what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan right now. Probably the only thing that's hit me harder than prepping this show was the video of Afghan children dead in a courtyard covered in blood full of bullet holes. Children. When I started my search, I had no idea the depths to which this madness had reached. Here you have administrators coldly driving the most perverse, evil curriculum far worse than anything I thought would ever see the light of day. And no matter what parents say or do, it seems nothing will stop them. They have their goal. They're determined to see it through. Share this episode with anyone who will listen. Most people have no idea this is happening. 
Broadcast and cable news corporations are dead silent on the contents of these curriculum. So the only people who are getting this are audiences like you who are actively trying to be informed and the friends of audiences like you who find out from you. You'd think when this was brought publicly to their attention, these school boards would move quickly to correct it, if for no other reason than to save face. Instead, the response from school boards has been to chill dissent. They're not even concerned about saving face. I can't say it's entirely surprising, but it is twisted and evil nonetheless. The Blaze relayed a statement by Parents Defending Education, who according to the article say they represent 427,000 parents. They shed a little light on the response from school boards. Citizens are angry that school boards and school officials around the country are restricting access to public meetings, limiting public comment, and in some cases conducting business via text messages in violation of state open meeting laws. They are angry that schools are charging them thousands of dollars in public records requests to view curriculum and training materials that impact their children and that should be open to the public by default. Their response was to shut parents out of the process. You heard some of the audio. In many places, parent input is a performative formality and nothing more. There's no input. There's no say in their children's education. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, the National School Board Association, which, as the name implies, lobbies for school boards, sent a letter to the Biden administration requesting the executive branch use the power of the federal government to handle local affairs the way they want them handled. The letter begins, Dear Mr. President, America's public schools and its education leaders are under an immediate threat. The National School Board Association respectfully asks for federal law enforcement and other assistance to deal with the growing number of threats of violence and acts of intimidation occurring across this nation. First things first, there have been a few incidents of intimidation and even fewer incidents of violence, all of which were handled by local police. The guy in Northern California who punched a school employee went to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The violence is wrong. And guess what? It's being managed at the local level where it's supposed to be managed. This is not an epidemic of violence. It hasn't overwhelmed local authorities. It's been dealt with wherever it's happened. This is an epidemic of parents finding out what the schools have been doing to their children. The NSBA wants to use the federal government to intimidate parents and to quash dissent. Parents are stepping up and taking notice of what these organizations are doing, and they can't permit the meddling. They've come too far. They've accomplished too much. They can't let anybody get in the way now. The letter continues further on. NSBA specifically solicits the expertise and resources of the U.S. Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigation, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Secret Service, and its National Threat Assessment Center. The classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. As such, NSBA requests a joint expedited review by the U.S. Departments of Justice, Education, and Homeland Security, along with the appropriate training, coordination, investigations, and enforcement mechanisms from the FBI, including any technical assistance necessary from and state and local coordination with its National Security Branch and Counterterrorism Division, as well as any other federal agency with relevant jurisdictional authority and oversight. Fire everything! 
Additionally, NSBA requests that such review examine appropriate and forcible actions against these crimes and acts of violence under the Gun-Free Schools Zone Act, the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, the Violent Interference with Federally Protected Rights Statute, the Conspiracy Against Rights Statute, an executive order to enforce all applicable federal laws for the protection of students and public school district personnel, and any related measure. Did you follow that? The National School Board Association wants the DOJ, FBI, Homeland Security, the Secret Service, and the National Threat Assessment Center to come after parents who dissent against them. Can you remember all the way back to January 6th? Federal law enforcement investigated everyone who was so much as visiting anywhere in the general D.C. metro area between January 4th and January 7th. This is how federal power is applied. This is what people have been talking about when they warn about the iron fist of government. They went after a family for having a 3D puzzle of the Capitol building. Now that's a high-fidelity planning medium if I ever saw one. The National School Board Association specifically requested the application of the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. Let me read some of that to you again. The NSBA requests actions under the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, and the Conspiracy Against Rights Statute. They're accusing dissenting parents of domestic terror, hate crimes, and conspiracy. And they want to use the power of the federal government to silence these parents, to make them go away. You heard the parents. You heard what they said. This is the response. Now, any reasonable administration would have told the NSBA they're crazy, they're flirting with tyranny, and to go pound sand. But in usual form, the Biden administration read the letter and decided to sick Merrick Garland and the FBI on the parents. From the Justice Department. According to the Attorney General's memorandum, the Justice Department will launch a series of additional efforts in the coming days designed to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. Those efforts are expected to include the creation of a task force consisting of representatives from the department's criminal division, national security division. Wait a second, wait a second. Parents speaking out at a school board meeting, not happy with the curriculum that's grooming their children, is now a national security issue? Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Let's keep going. The Civil Rights Division, the Executive Office for U.S. Attorneys, the FBI, the Community Relations Service, and Office of Justice Programs, to determine how federal enforcement tools can be used to prosecute these crimes and ways to assist state, tribal, territorial, and local law enforcement where threats of violence may not constitute federal crimes. They are determined to make this happen. This is the government saying, parents, guess what? Your children belong to us. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's what they're trying to say anyway. But they're so afraid of parents who found out what they're doing and spoke out, they've created a seven-department federal task force. Burn, loot, and murder for an entire summer, and you get Democrat-supported bail funds and an endless supply of mainstream apologists. Stand up for your kids when pedos come knocking, and you get a multi-agency task force assigned to find ways to charge you under the Patriot Act. And from Red State, just as it was missing from the NSBA letter, 
what is missing from all of this, the Justice Department memorandum, is any indication of actual threats against school board members or teachers. Back to the Blaze article. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced Monday he had dispatched the FBI in response to the NSBA's request for federal law enforcement assistance. Garland said the Justice Department is committed to using its authority and resources and will, in the coming days, announce a series of measures designed to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. There have been incidents. Again, those incidents were handled by local law enforcement. They're trying to intimidate parents away from speaking out at these meetings. Times have changed. Federal power is being used all the way down to the local school board level to manufacture consensus and compliance. Yes, the local level is important to them. There's a reason George Soros has thrown millions and millions of dollars at local DAs. There's a reason they're meddling at the school board level. The local level does matter. And all of this is meant to have a chilling effect. That's the point. How many people are going to speak out when parents start getting a knock on the door with two feds in suits accosting them for dissenting against school curriculum? Ma'am, you made your local school board uncomfortable by pointing out the pedophilic curriculum they're mandating. That's going to be a problem for you. Sir, you went over time and yelled at your local school board when they cut you off and refused to hear your objections. That's intimidation. This is going to be a problem for you. Here's a clip of Senator Halley questioning Lisa Monaco of the Justice Department about the DOJ's involvement. No, I don't think so, Ms. Monaco. With all due respect, it didn't make it quite clear. It doesn't define those terms, nor does it define harassment or intimidation. It talks about violence. I think we can agree that violence shouldn't be condoned or looked aside from in any way, swept under the rug at all. But harassment and intimidation... What do those terms mean in the context of a local school board meeting? I mean, this seems to me, in the First Amendment context, we talk about the chill, the chill to speech. If this isn't a deliberate attempt to chill parents from showing up at school board meetings for their elected school boards, I don't know what is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not aware of anything like this in American history. We're talking about the FBI you're using the FBI to intervene in school board meetings. That's extraordinary. Senator, I have to respectfully disagree. That is not what... Point the, me to an instance. The, the Attorney General's memorandum um, made quite clear that um, violence is not appropriate. Spirited public debate on a whole range of issues is absolutely what this country is all about. Um, then why when, is it being investigated if, by the FBI? If, it is not. When and if um, any... Um, uh, situation turns to violence, then that is the appropriate role of law enforcement to address it. Um, oh, the what, memorandum what, covers more than violence. It talks about intimidation. It talks about harassment. So I'm asking you to draw some lines. We do this all the time in the First Amendment context. This is the, this is the sum and substance of First Amendment law. So I expect that she'll be available and, and willing to do it now. Tell me where the line is with parents expressing their concerns, waiting for hours in these school board meetings. We've all seen the videos. This has happened in my state. Parents have waited for hours. Sometimes the school board meetings have been ended before they can speak because the school board doesn't want to hear it. And now parents are told that if they wait and they express their views, that they, they may be investigated for intimidation? I don't know who's telling them that, Senator. The job of the Justice Department is to investigate crimes. 
when uh, a situation turns to violence, when and if a situation turns to violence, it's the job of the Justice Department and local law enforcement to address that. The Attorney General's memorandum simply uh, asked the U.S. Attorney community, the FBI, uh, and their counterparts to ensure that state and local law enforcement has an open line of communication uh, to report threats, whether they um, happen in the context of election officials being threatened, whether they haven't happened in the context of members of Congress being threatened, which the FBI responds to uh, on a regular basis, as is appropriate. The job of the Justice Department is to address criminal conduct. But these aren't threats against congressional representatives, and the subject at hand has nothing to do with federal crimes. I applaud Senator Howley for following up when she refused to give a straight answer. But even he missed the bigger problem. The DOJ has no place in this matter. It's outside the scope of the federal government. She said the lines of communication were open to report threats. As if it's perfectly reasonable because it's just communication. All we're doing is talking. We're just informing each other. They are there to take reports of threats at the school board level. To what end? What is the purpose of that report? When I call the police and report a threat, the purpose is for law enforcement to do something about it. What is the FBI, the DOJ, going to do about these reports? This is not a record-keeping function. The NSBA didn't ask the Biden administration to compile stats. They asked them to intervene and treat dissenting parents as, and I quote, equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. The DOJ has no authority, no jurisdiction, and no business interfering at the school board level. Federal law enforcement has jurisdiction over crimes that cross state lines. They have no authority or business addressing state and local matters. That's why the NSBA invoked the Patriot Act. Thanks to that piece of garbage legislation, the feds have plausible cause to meddle when something can be labeled in any way terrorism. The FBI has now been tasked with local, internal state issues. They're using the guise of domestic terrorism to justify it. It's a violation of the separation of powers. The Founding Fathers, when they crafted our founding documents, specifically separated and balanced power so that nobody could do things like this. The federal government has their place and specific enumerated powers. The states have their place. Local government has their place. The family unit has its place. This administration is a dictatorship. The Biden administration is acting unilaterally and using federal executive agencies to enforce their will. That's what a dictatorship is. This will find every one of us where we live. Maybe you don't have kids in public school. Maybe you don't go to school board meetings. Maybe you're okay with mutual masturbation and bodily fluid play in your child's curriculum. But this isn't confined to schools and school board meetings. This administration is dictating our health choices, our employment options, whether or not your parents, who own a rental property they're still paying a mortgage on, are allowed to collect rent. Don't forget the words of Martin Niemöller. You've heard them before. First they came for, then they came for, and then they came for me. Maybe this hasn't yet hit you where you live. Maybe it has and you just haven't seen it yet. But this will find all of us if we don't prevent it. States have to step up. 
They have to step up and protect their people from the tyranny of this administration and any other administration that tries to do things like this. If the states don't protect their people, nothing can. If the states don't hold the line, there won't be a line. And this won't swing back in the next election. Everybody's looking forward to 2022, 2024. If we keep doing this, if we keep going down this road, unilateral executive power enforced at every level in this country, are we going to make it to the next election? Are we going to make it to the next presidential election? No one, after consolidating enough power to remain in power, gives it up voluntarily. The Constitution grants specific enumerated powers to the federal government and clearly defines jurisdictional boundaries between the federal government and the states. The checks and balances at the federal level have failed. Now it's up to the states to enforce those jurisdictional boundaries. The states are the last haven of freedom. If we don't protect it there, it will be gone, and there will be no place left from which to rebuild. Don't underestimate small efforts at small, local levels. This is what happens when a community is invested in itself and elects good representatives. I'll leave you with this. This is from the town where the schools were using the sexually explicit writing prompts books. This is the town mayor. Don't underestimate the power of local elections and local involvement. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Till next time, be informed, stay safe, don't do anything stupid. (laughs) 